0: Welcome to the Realtors Land Institute Podcast, the voices of land, the industry's leading land real estate organization. Hello, this is Justin Osborne, Accredited Land Consultant with the Wells Group Real Estate Brokerage in Southern Colorado and Northern New Mexico. Today's guest for our podcast is Lou Jewell, Accredited Land Consultant with United Country Real Estate Sutton Properties. Lou's going to be speaking with us about getting into the land business. Lou, thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. It's a great thing you guys are doing. I'm happy to be part of it. Well, we're excited to have you on. And why would anybody in a market like we're in right now want to be getting into the land business? Well, I've been
1: doing this since 1994. I've been a member of RLI since 1998. I'm an accredited land consultant. Land 101 instructor since 2003 when it came out and uh, mentored a lot of folks over the years. But what we're seeing right now in this immediate market is these people are getting out of these cities. Uh, you know, they're finding out they can work at home. Uh, they've been living in a three or four story condo with no no balcony and an elevator in jail. Uh, the company's kept them at home. Uh, they're saying, I wanna get out in these rural areas. And I'm hearing this, uh, all around the country, as I do my radio talk shows, uh, as you know, and uh, Let's talk But uh, it's a great time to get in this business, especially if you're in, a, in the residential market. But we're just seeing um, a lot of our old inventory has been absorbed. Uh, stuff we've had four and five years and hadn't even had an offer on it. And two and three people are gobbling them up. So um, it's, a, it's a great time if you're interested in making a little extra money. Uh, the land business is a place to be.
0: Well, and, and where do you suggest that a new agent starts? I mean, is this go, all right, I, I went and bought me a new pickup truck and some Levi's and some uh, work boots, and now I'm a land agent? Or what, what do they need to know as far as getting into the business? It'd take a little bit more than that. You may need a
1: 300-foot tape and a GPS handheld. But, um, no, I, I was lucky when I got my license. Uh, the town I live in is a rural area uh, with about a population of about 1,250. We're 20 miles from Winston-Salem and kind of stuck between there and Mount Airy, North Carolina, on the, on the northern part of the state. And uh, it's been, of course, Virginia is just above us. And the company I work for, you know, we were selling land. And that's how I started. And I ran into uh, a couple guys down in Winston that I was doing some land deals with. And they said, you need to get involved with the Realtors Land Institute. You enjoy land, you need to learn about it. So that's where I'd like to get people to start you know, just Google our website, com, and uh, it's a great site, and you can find out all about us. We're a unique group. I think we only have a little over 1,300 members, and uh, we're a little over 75, 76 years old, uh, but uh, about 500 of those are accredited land consultants, which I'm proud to be one, and you as well, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, definitely so, and, you know, since you mentioned the website, com. Um, it's a good opportunity when our listeners are on there uh, to take a look at specifically at the land you education, because underneath that tab, uh, there's all kind of education opportunities that uh, you and our other instructors are teaching uh, that can really help these new realtors get educated on how to be the best land agent in the business.
1: Sure. One thing I do is, I, you know, when I teach the land 101 class, uh, I always talk about our NAR code of ethics. You know, we're over 100 years old uh, as an organization. We're the one of the oldest uh, self-policing organizations in the country. But the preamble says, under all is the land upon its wise utilization and widely allocated ownership depend on the survival and growth of free institutions and in our civilization. Realtors should recognize that the interests in, of the nation and its citizens require the highest and best use of land in this wide." Wildest distribution of land ownership. They require creation of adequate housing and building of functioning cities and developing productive industries and farms and the preservation of health environments. So our industry recognizes that land is the most important thing, but I must confess there's not much land education uh, other than the Realtors Land Institute. Uh, You know, I actually have a four-hour CE class in North Carolina. It's the only first and only CE class on the subject of land. And as I asked other realtors around the country if they have a CE class on the subject of land, they say they don't have one. So, you know, it's just uh, it's a shame that we don't have a lot of education out there, but what we do have is the best, I can tell you that.
0: Well, I totally agree with that. You know, it it is so diverse. You know, I mean, a, a lot of residential realtors may be, um, you know, spreading out their time amongst different subdivisions, but a lot of times it's, Uh, kind of the same thing day in and day out and what I particularly love about land is you know one minute I could be showing a, a subdivision or a lot and block just development or a recreational property where we're seeing you know deer and elk and turkey and it's just so diverse because of the different facets that are out there it could be you know production crops where uh, we're looking at numbers on harvest records or hay farms. It's just so different across the country on the different facets that are out there for land. It's one hell of an office, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I joke with a lot of people about that. They say, well, where is your office? <laughs> it's like, well, it varies about a 400 mile radius, depending on what day you call me in, because my office is literally my pickup truck nowadays, it seems. Absolutely. You know, something else I think
1: is important to note uh, here talking about how do you become a land uh, broker. You know, our code of ethics, Article 11, uh, says the services which realtors provide their clients and customers shall conform to the standards and practice and competence which are reasonably expected in the specific real estate disciplines of which they engage. Specifically, and it mentions them, residential real estate brokers, real property management, commercial and industrial real estate brokerage. Now we have land and I'll be braggadocious. I'm one that instigated that back in 2008. It was adopted in 2010 and now is in our, we're now recognized as a specialty. Real estate appraisal, real estate consulting, real estate syndication, real estate auction and international real estate. And this is the key here. Realtors should not undertake to provide specialized professional services concerning a type of property or service that's outside of their field of competence unless they engage the assistant one who is competent on such types of property or services, or unless the facts are fully disclosed to the client, any person is engaged, to provide such assistance. So be identified to the client and to the contributions to this side, the assignment should be set forth. So, you know, our industry is telling us if you don't have, the, I mean, I'm not going to go out and sell a high rise building and do commercial real estate. I don't have the training for that. I don't have the training to do property management. I don't have the training to do international, the things that's mentioned there. So that's all the more reason that if you do want to get involved, go ahead and start working in RLI members, but they may not have their ALC, but they're dedicated agents that want to learn more about our industry and what we do in the land business. So I would start there. I always go, if someone's looking for a referral in areas that I'm not doing business in, first place I go is the RLILand.com website. And I try to match up an ALC if I can, preferably, but at least a member of our organization that I know is taking the time to be involved with us.
0: Well, and and the key word on that, I think, Lou, is competence. You know, I mean this this market, uh, this industry, this technology even is is always changing. I mean, just today we we were doing another podcast with another entity. Uh, that is going to be huge for my clients and my business that really gave me more education and uh, was another tool in my toolbox with the, the real X guys uh, that are out there selling, you know, wind rights and uh, solar rights and cell phone tower rights for our clients. And so, you know, my point is that the, the competence thing can never get too full. The, the cup can never get too full because the technology is always changing. And so I just encourage our listeners to really reach out there and see uh, what programs are available for you to serve your clients uh, in the best way possible. And I guess I'd ask you, Lou, what what are some of the things that you use most in this industry that just really help separate you from your competition?
1: Uh, The marketing that we do, one of the things we do is, of course, Using the drones and the GoPros, uh, but we actually—I'm I'm selling property three and four and five hours from my office. vacant land, you know, it's not like a home where you got people living in it. You have to make an appointment. I mean, vacant land—you just got critters on it for the most part, so uh, you know—it doesn't require this type of uh, previews that a home does. But what we do is we do a full-blown um, uh, overview of the property. We'll overlay the uh, the tax map or the survey boundaries. So as you're flying over, you can see where you are in relationship to the property. But the thing that I like doing is uh, we actually use a three by three corrugated sign, two sides and use fence posts, metal fence posts and, and plastic ties. And we put the actual aerial topo, floodplain map, any of the call outs in terms of structures, buildings, the distance of a Creek, the uh, length of a uh, acres on a field. We, we'll put that right there on that, on that sign and then as we take our GoPro and, and our drone, we'll actually have a split screen when we show this. So uh, as, the, as, the, as the cameras move around, the era is actually on the map showing where you are pointing in the direction that the lens are looking. So now you can stand at the property, you've got a visual of what the property is. You can now explore that because we'll put a QBC up there that says drone tour click here. So they go there and now they're doing, and then they it says property information and they click that and it takes you to the MLS sheet. What more information do you want? So I'll get a phone call and a person say, I'm standing I on this 400 acres of property and I'm really on is it okay if I walk it? Absolutely, give me a call if you have any questions. Uh, you know. So uh, using technology, uh, and that's just one of the things, but using technology uh, is key, especially in the land business and now with the drones, in the GoPros, we, we can really do a good presentation.
0: Man, I, I love that, Lou. You know, I, I spent a lot of time uh, battling certain other real estate companies just trying to understand their properties, trying to get a map, trying to get an aerial. A lot of times I'll have to go create it myself because they don't want to give it to me unless I, you know, register my contact information on their website or my client's contact information on their website and what you described is the exact opposite of that. And I absolutely love it because a buyer is going to lean towards purchasing a property that they understand. And if if they're comparing three or four different properties, or maybe they're three or four different ranches, and you've got all that information available to that buyer, they're going to say, look, I understand this property. I understand where the boundaries are. I understand where the floodplain is. I'm very confident in making an offer on this one. And when agents withhold that information, I just, I just don't think it's doing their sellers justice on making it hard for buyers or buyer's agents to understand the property that's for sale. And I, I love the way you said that you put it out there on a big sign and put it on the post so that they can actually understand and go walk the property.
1: Most of the due diligence is right there. You make a decision right now.
0: Sounds yeah. Yeah, that's great. And then you reduce the chance of that falling out of contract later on because the buyer already knows what they're getting into. Absolutely.
1: But I want to say something to our real estate industry, you know, and it's not the fault of the realtors that they don't understand land because we don't promote land education, unfortunately. And it's not fair to the buyers and the sellers because they feel like if you've got that blue R badge on or the red R badge on, you know, that you're an expert in anything to do with real estate. And that's not true. And a lot of our agents are reluctant to sell somebody. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'd like to help you. I mean, uh, So, uh, you know, I don't want to blame our agents. I just want to gear them towards, if they are interested in land, either one or two things. Either they work with a professional like us, Justin, an ALC or a member of the RLI, or they come get some education so they can do it through RLI. Now we've got these podcasts. I've got a radio show, Let's Talk Land. which is Freeland Education. And by the way, I've got our boys from RealX. I'm taping them tomorrow. That's some hot property. Everybody needs to know about what they're doing. Get involved in our classes. You know, one thing that I've been doing this, I'm 71 years old. I've been doing this since 94. And I've been a student. My my wall's full of education plaques behind me. And uh, I still haven't learned it all. There's so much about land. There's so many things that touches land. I mean, if you just take timber, I mean, that's a whole industry, a whole vocation, a whole understanding, Uh, the 11 different types of easements, um, wetlands, wetland mitigation, soil, soil types as it relates to timber and ag products. Um, uh, Now the hemp and the marijuana growth, that's another whole industry. And then the guys now being able to trade these, uh, these leases is, uh, you know, and that, I don't get bored. I'm always learning something every day, and you can't get bored. You'll never know it all. I, I, I've yet to meet the person who knows everything about land other than the big upstairs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, and those classes uh, that we've got available for our listeners, I mean, you're right, they vary so much. I mean, some of the ones I don't think you mentioned were the, the tax-deferred 1031 exchanges. We see that a lot with land. Right. Uh, we've got the recreational land real estate course. Yeah, that's a new um, one the transitional land real estate and the the real estate mapping and technologies. You know, a lot of these are courses that didn't even exist a few years ago. And it's good to see that RLI is uh, really, you know, behind supporting its members on keeping up to speed with, as the industry changes and the market changes, you know, we're always trying to figure out what's going to be best for our, for our members and our listeners to this podcast so that they can really stay on top and up to date uh, with the best, you know, kind of ammunition, if you will, to send them out in the field. Well, in 1998, I said, I was working with a rural, uh, real estate firm
1: and they were buying and selling land and breaking it up a little bit. So I kind of got a taste for it, but I got involved with RLI, and I took Ned Massey's class, class the site selection class down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I wasn't even a member of RLI. And you don't have to be a member of our to take our classes. It's open to anyone, and you don't have to be a realtor to take our classes. I've had attorneys. I've had investment bankers. I've had uh, property owners in my classes over the years. So let's straighten that out. But um, after taking that class, you know what it gave me, Justin? It gave me the confidence to get out and actually do some of this stuff on my own. So from that point, 1998 to today, I've developed over 60 rural subdivisions. Because I had the basis and understanding by taking my first RLI class on on uh, on subdivisions. So, um, you know, that's this agricultural class, if you're into that. Of course, subdivision land development, that's the new class that I took years ago. Uh, real estate site selection, land investment analysis. That's our spreadsheet class, close to CCIM type course. But, uh, you know, these are the instructors. Maybe I'm not couching myself here, but we have some of the finest and most knowledgeable instructors in the land business. And uh, hopefully you can take the classes live as opposed to online, which is fine too. But that live class creates that two days, 16 hours of camaraderie too. So it's, uh, we got a lot to offer.
0: Yeah, we really do. And, you know, all those classes kind of contribute towards the designated hours that are needed for the ALC designation. And so I'd like to just kind of pick your brain and ask you to briefly comment on the importance behind that ALC designation. I mean, anybody can go take these classes. Like you said, you don't have to be an RLI member, Um, but what have you seen uh, just kind of as rewards that you've experienced as having that ALC designation all these years?
1: Guess what it's all about, Justin, making money. The more education education you have, the more applications you can apply to, the more money you can make. It is a true, that's stated throughout our industry, no matter what type of real estate uh, vocation you have. Uh, Education is key. That's where you learn, just like I said, I was afraid to go out and do uh, land development until I took the class and I found out how easy it was and felt more comfortable and, and here's the results.
0: But, uh, you know,
1: that's the important thing.
0: Well, I think that's great. I don't think anybody listening would say, no, I don't, I'm not interested in that right now. <laughs> but Nothing uh, wrong with making more money as long as you got your client's best interest in mind while you do it, right? But the other
1: thing, Justin, too, is the networking. You know, I, I view our group as, as a family. Uh, we have landmen and we have landladies. And some of the best – and I don't care – what it is, what you need, what time of day, what day of the week it is. Uh, you can pick up the phone and you can call any of our members, I'm sure. I mean, I, have, I haven't talked to all of them, but, uh, but it's amazing uh, the help that you get uh, in situations. It, you know, I, I tell people I don't know all about land, but I know people that do know and I can help you. And guess what? It's probably one of my RLI members.
0: Well, Lou, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us today. As an ALC, you are a highly regarded instructor for RLI, and you're an expert on land investment. I hope our listeners will look into taking some of the different courses that you offer, as well as the other great instructors, and that they can enhance their own expertise on the topic we've been discussing today. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for being with us.